1: Players step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy. Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby. Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform. Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards. No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at. Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for straight facts. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, sports show that educates and entertains, presented to you by the Up on Game Network. It's your guys. I'm James Jackson, Jimmy J, with my guys Jake Galley and Stat Matt Robinson. No, Kyle Sirik. He's actually we had to place him in the uh, in the COVID. Yeah, he's he's entered the
0: podcast protocols. Right, going to be reevaluated.
1: Protocols. Wow, we, 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 there was a chance that he played. This week, but he didn't. He didn't clear protocols. Sorry for all fantasy yeah. managers. You didn't get Kyle out of your podcast yeah, lineup in then, time. Then, it's tough. Yeah, didn't clear protocols in time. We'll hopefully get him back next week. But we, I mean, it's a three-man game. We're back in studio as we love to do. And and speaking of the NFL, which one? I don't know how they're surviving all these how the safety. Some teams aren't, to be honest, surviving these these protocols. Like the Ravens,
0: well, well you're just saying like compared to the NBA, who's I mean, really? I can't believe
1: we've kind of. St- I mean, they're. I mean, no, they're really at replacement player level. Well,
0: like, the issue, well, the issue is they have 15 players as opposed to like 53. Like, you've yeah. got to be really sick as a team yeah. to Real have down to down. like go off roster for like a grouping of players. Whereas in the NBA, it is there, some of the names. It's like everyone is the process Sixers <laughs> on a given night. Like you look and you will be like that guy. I've never heard of his name. In my life. There are still some rookies who are.
1: Greg Monroe. I was going to say Greg (laughs) (laughs) Greg Monroe. He said I didn't know who my teammate was. Exactly. Exactly. So it's impressive for sure. But that's funny. But going going back to the NFL, it's about to be playoff time, right? And there's a lot of teams who are looking to make that playoff push, even make like a Super Bowl run. But there's key players that they're going to need to step up. We're going to go through those teams and those players and kind of go one by one and really kind of hone in on, on who needs to step up for which team for them to go make a run. And we'll start in the NFC, and we'll start right at the top with the Cowboys. I want to start with this one because this one's an easy one. There's not really, like, too much to think about of who needs to step up who needs to play well for the Dallas Cowboys. It starts with, with Dak Prescott.
2: Yep. Uh, he's been really inconsistent this year. A lot of people thought he'd break out and be, like, solidify himself as a top-three quarterback this season. It hasn't happened. He's been good, but he hasn't taken the leap forward that people thought after his really hot start last year with all the yards he was putting up. Uh, He has four games this year with a passer rating below 80, um, and he has four games with a passer rating above 125. And in the playoffs, they're not going to get the one seed unless they get some luck fall their way. There he's gonna have to play four games in a row, and you can't win in the playoffs if you have a quarterback that inconsistent. It's gonna come down to whether Dak can straighten himself out in a four re- good games in a row. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm gonna say it goes as Dak goes, right? Like, and that's, 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 it, that's I, where it is. I
2: don't
0: want this to be like a cop out because, like, ultimately, you could come down and go like every single playoff quarterback team yeah. for like almost every single one. The quarterback's going to be it. Uh, we talk a lot about, or I talk a lot. I mean. Uh, I'll say we, we've talked a lot about uh, Lamar Jackson, the reason I don't think he can, you know, and I talk about, oh, you're going to spin the wheel of, of bad things happening. For that player, for Dallas, and it's not a player, it's their coach. It's their head coach, Mike McCarthy. That's who, if I'm like a Dallas fan and I'm like, man, I really don't know if I'm going to get, you know, X, Y, Z. It won't be Dak that I'm questioning. It would be Mike McCarthy that I'm most worried about. About I- in a big situation, End of game. We you need we, clock we, management. We've watched
1: him blow it at least three or four times. He's good and, at it.
2: And, and He's,
0: it's, not, it's not just something that happens to him. He's good at doing
2: it. <laughs> it reminds me. Of I, like, I will never uh, forget how bad he blew that NFC title game against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Not going for a fourth and down at the one twice, and then mismanaging the clock when you have the two. Oh, I was so mad. Was oh, that the I'm game so that
0: they have the onside kick that yeah, Seattle got yeah. to? Yeah, yeah. Very, very rough Packers game.
1: Okay, so this comes down to... Like, who needs to perform better in, in big moments? Because for, for the overall sense for the Cowboys, that's what it's going to come down to in the playoffs. Like, we've kind of seen you do it in the regular season. We've we seen you do it in the regular season in Dak's rookie year. We know you're a very good football team. And if you go in healthy, it's going to be about you got to win when it matters. Like, can the Cowboys perform at their best when it matters? Because that's when the, the, the lights are going to shine brightest. So you're saying it's more pivotal for Mike McCarthy to to – have to perform in those big moments.
0: I do. And because Dak will have it, Dak will have an easier job in my opinion. I mean, it, it's hard to quantify like coach versus player, which job is more difficult, but you know, if things aren't going well for for Dak, you turn around and hand it off to Zeke or, or Tony Pollard, who are both exceptional players. And um Dallas's offensive line isn't exactly what it was, you know, in a couple years ago, heyday of, of Ezekiel Elliott running the ball. But they're still pretty good as well. And then, you know, his receivers are top notch. So I just don't see a scenario where Mike McCarthy isn't catching at least like half the blame in the scenario. Cause like, although Dak, the passing offense isn't going well, some of that responsibility falls on Mike McCarthy.
1: You know why so much of it's going to fall on Mike McCarthy? Cause is, is he a coach that really inspires people is he a coach that inspires his team like is, is he going to be one of those coaches that's going to like make those decisions late down the stretch and, and a la john harbaugh and, and a la sean payton where like like he's making these pivotal coaching decisions down the stretch and willing his team to victory and, and motivating his team is mike mccarthy one to do that or is he one to kind of you know put a game plan out there and let it ride if it wins it wins if it doesn't it doesn't that he's, i see him being the latter
2: he's he's just fine it's all he is. That's he, that's
1: my point, though. Like, that's my point. Like, is he ever going to take it into his hands and be like that? Like, Mike McCarthy made that happen at the end of the game by putting his team in X, Y, and Z position. Or is it? We Peter's, talk about
2: Rodgers heroics when we talk about Green Bay. That's what I'm talking talk about. about. Like, like, when, when do I ever
1: point back to any of these times? And I'm like, oh, but Mike McCarthy, you know, went for it on fourth down. Or, or Mike McCarthy took this pivotal timeout. Or Mike McCarthy decided to punt. And it led to the end of the game victory. Like, wait, 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 when do we? I don't know.
0: He might just need a better PR staff. Like, Belichick runs the ball all but three times, and they're like, he's a genius. He's the smartest guy ever. He is a
1: genius, though. He is is the smartest. He's a the... What does he, he do? Is, he is that's the
0: not guy like ever. that's just like spamming the advantage that you have. Like, I don't feel like that's that special or mm-hmm. or like next level coaching. Like you know who you're came not up with that? This,
1: you're not what You're what Vince Jake, Lombardi Jake, had the same Jake, idea Jake, when they were Jake, running the Jake, wing Jake, T. Jake, Jake, I'm going to save you here because you're about to go down a bad tangent. <laughs> I'm not going to let you go down the road of oh, Bill no, Belichick not deserving praise because because we because Mike McCarthy. Or yeah, road comparing
0: road. him to Mike McCarthy yeah, 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 probably the, need
1: to veer away let from that. Let me save you for that. Um, But they they can't. They might be able to overcome an inconsistent or a not performing Mike McCarthy. They can't overcome. And, and, and I'm performing Dak. And that's why I'm saying it's, it's Dak that has to, you know, has to play well. Um, because we, we've seen it used to be who, who makes the offense go Dak or Zeke. It's clear that it's Dak in the passing offense now. So if, if he doesn't go, they're, they're not going to get it from anybody else. Maybe their defense will, will keep them into some games. They're going to get them an extra possession. like we, We've seen that now. But I, I don't think this Cowboys team overcomes Dak Prescott not going out and not only not playing well. If they want to make a run, he's got to be the best player on the field for four straight playoff games, and that—that's what I'm not gonna. I'm not here to say whether that's gonna happen or not. We'll get to that in a, in a week or two. But that would—that's what has to happen for the Cowboys to make a run. Mike McCarthy doesn't have to be like they think they can overcome that to a certain extent. They and can overcome that.
0: It—it it, it has been a weird season for Dak. There's been ups. There's been downs. But when you look around, a couple of the other you know NFC top of the NFC NFC contenders. Uh, the Buccaneers offense has struggled. They got shut out by the saints. Arizona has, you know, know, they lost to Detroit among other things, but they also have some weird games as well. Um, so I, I don't want to write Dallas off or write Dak off one player. And we could, we can move after this one player who, and I don't know if they, they fit into key player. I guess they've kind of proved themselves there, but I put them more as an X factor is Trayvon Diggs? Uh, he's obviously had an insane rookie year.
1: I'm gonna group the defense. Second year, Second yeah, year yeah. excuse I'm, me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna group, I'm gonna group the whole defense together. Like it's not, it's not just, you know, it's not just Trayvon Diggs that that needs to perform. But I do think the defense needs to perform. Yeah.
0: And I, I forget which one of you told me before the show he's led up over a thousand yards. Or oh, he's about, I think he's about, he's close he's closing to in on it. Which is insane.
1: Um, which is insane. I'm having the same kind of epiphany revelation that I've had that I had. He's feaster
0: famine. He's feaster famine. Because
1: I mean, think about that. There's there's majority of receivers in the NFL won't receive a thousand yards. And he let up a thousand yards. But it's tough But it, that, you, that's that's that's, that's it, a player having like eighty plus yards, ninety plus yards in you like almost every game. I mean, when you're following
0: around, you know, wide receiver ones, that's when you don't have your best game, they're going to light you up. And right, you, right. So he doesn't. And-
1: so he doesn't do that. That's, that's a week to week. I'm not talking about four or five times here. That's a week to week basis. Like for you to have let up a thousand yards. But does
0: it? Okay, if you have 80 yards receiving and I come in with a, a game changing interception, because- and that is and
1: that is that's the that's the age old debate, right? Because Trayvon Diggs, he did that last game. Started off the game with a pick, and then Matt. We, we just talked about it pre show. A Couple drives later, let's up a 50 yard bomb. That that should have led to a Washington score, but puts him in, inside the red zone. So it's like, what? Try use an x It's a wild the the given card. Wild
0: card, is, wild card is a more apt term, I think.
1: The defense needs to perform. That's That's yes, where we started. We can agree on that. Let's move to those other NFC contenders that the Cowboys are going to be, well, contending with. We'll move to the world t- champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are looking to repeat as world champions. And we're going in with some injuries this season. So... The person to me who's got to step up has to play well. He's already doing it coming back from an extended absence. Is Antonio Brown? Eight no when he starts or when he's in the lineup, three or four the season. When he when he's not comes back, has ten receptions um, for 101 yards, and just you know absolutely shines against Carolina. And the reason why we need him obviously is the injury to Chris Godwin. And the the big question. That a lot of people had is Antonio Brown ready to like not only just come in and produce for the Buccaneers, but he's got to come in and step in now into that number two wide receiver role. He's not now no no longer the slot, no longer the third option, no longer the the safety net. He's gonna have to go and be a premier wide receiver in the offense. Can he do that? And if and if that first game being the number one wide receiver against Carolina is any indication, it's like yeah, no problem.
0: And I believe no problem. That's what, and I I want to avoid like a confirmation bias of the fact that he just had ten catches, hundred yards against Carolina. Why is that? A, why is that a bias? Because I'm like that doesn't mean that he'll always be that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do what I do. We think, can
1: we can make a a mountain out of that molehill. We I can, know you we, will. We can extrapolate, uh, and I I think I might as well
0: because ultimately Antonio Brown, even when he was in brief a brief stint with the Patriots what was it like one game caught a touchdown there Mm -hmm. came back to uh Tampa Bay with Tom Brady and he's looked the part again so caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl so like there's there's really to me I like Chris a lot. he's a great receiver I don't think you lose anything if you are getting a a more looks to Antonio Brown like 15 targets last game if he gets 15 targets, the bucks. That's, are that's going Chris to...
1: Godwin's load. And that's the thing. The thing right, it, yeah. right, right before you go, Matt, that's the thing, is like people are at like Chris Godwin leads the leads the NFL in, in targets this season and, and receptions, I believe, right? Cooper so, Cup. Cooper Cup leads in receptions. So Chris Godwin leads in leads in targets. So people are asking, like, you know, it's it's you're not just stepping into any role now, you're stepping into the most targeted receiver role in the NFL. And, like, can you do that? And then when we forget that, you know, Antonio Brown made a living off of 15, 14, 16 reception games in Pittsburgh. If there's anyone who's just ready to just naturally step in and do that, I think it's that guy. Like, I had no problem with it.
2: Yeah, the, Antonio Brown has been much better this season than he was last year at the Bucs. Last year at the Bucks, he had to learn – he had not de-rust himself from the suspension, mm-hmm. learned how to play with the Bucks offense. And if you look at his numbers, he averaged, like, 800 yards per 16 games over his stint with the Bucs last year this year it's only six games but if you extrapolate his numbers over what a 16 game season would be even though it's 17 now it would be 104 catches, 1,384 yards 11 touchdowns that's his numbers with Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and if he continues that then that completely fills the void that Chris Godwin left so I completely agree that he is the biggest X factor in the box. Right.
1: And and I was talking to, I was talking to your man's Alex off, off, uh, off camera here. Shout out to our first in studio, in studio guest. I mean, off the show guest. Yeah. In studio audience guest. Um, I was talking to your man's, you know, off the camera and like that, that just makes absolutely total sense. Like what, what a time for, you know, Antonio Brown to step in and, just be the focal point of our offense when we're playing Carolina twice and the jets to end the season. Like this is the perfect opportunity to come in and get 15 targets to have 10 catches. You know what I mean? Like let's, let's try this now. Let's establish this rapport now because when Mike Evans comes back like this, this has to be, like this this has to be already established this has to be already plugged you, in you watch, go ahead go ahead and go ahead and try to no i'm going you have the i'm about to rain on your parade face i, I do a have. little
0: bit well, i'm just curious as to like i mean i had mike evans in fantasy this year so i i I'm the only reason i bring that up is because i feel like i had a good gauge on his game to game stats oh yeah
1: mike evans expert right it
0: seems like he is kind of transforming and this isn't meant to be a knock but i know you'll take it as a knock into like Mid to late career, Vincent Jackson, like depends on where just you go with this. <laughs> absolutely dominant within ten yards. You yeah. can't really do much with him. Big body. He's good, you know, down the field you could throw it. He's great with positioning, but he's not like your high volume guy anymore. Like I don't think he's a guy who gets and maybe maybe in, in good matchups he can still abuse guys, but like I don't know if if they ever like. I
1: don't. I guess I don't have a problem with that. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're just seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I think you're. You're describing what's already in transition in Tampa because he's not. Chris Goblins our big. Our big volume guy. Our big target guy. Now,
0: I'm okay with that. So right. So then. Then I guess it supports the fact that Antonio Brown will be the key factor on this Buccaneers offense.
1: Just keep your head on straight, man. <laughs> like no. Just. Just. Just stop. Just stop. Just.
0: Fake booster
1: card, ah, dude. That, just, that, the
2: fake booster oh. card's going to get him Super Bowl week. It was expecting qu- Antonio Brown to get him his head straight is like expecting a hurricane not to be windy. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, something you have to deal with. You take the talent and you deal with all the nut jobness that comes with it.
1: The hurricane brings you a Super Bowl. There's a Lombardi <laughs> the B- Trophy B- B- fly Lombardi through, yeah. Right? <laughs> because it's the only way I'm okay with that, man. And he, and he helped us get it last year. So if Tom Brady believes in that man enough to open his home, and have him in his home, then who am I to not believe in Antonio Brown? The greatest ever believes in him, so shall I. We'll move, we'll move on, we'll end the NFC with this team. Because Jake said <laughs> today in, in the script writing, he said, My fingers hurt typing good things about OBJ. So why don't we get on to the Rams? Because there's there's two people we have. But I don't I don't want to just talk about the easy one in Matt Stafford. We'll get to him. I want to talk about how OBJ probably is the x factor probably for the same reason ob or um antonio brown is right he lose the, the the big the big hole in and wide receiver he comes in but him and matt stafford are starting to establish something right
0: yeah and it's it's a good point to look at they have tw- he has six games with cleveland six games with la and while the targets recept and receptions are similar as are the yards the biggest difference is he has four touchdowns in six games with the rams compared to zero with Cleveland, I think overall, I mean, you, you, you traverse back three years and he hasn't really looked super engaged where it feels like now he is now – I mean, he, he'll always tell you I'm committed to winning, but it's tough. It really is tough, and, and it's something I was worried about for the Rams is when you get someone like Odell Beckham Jr. and expect him to play second fiddle to Cooper Cup or to uh, Jarvis Landry or – to. to any anyone doesn't matter. Cooper Cup's having one of the best receiving years of all time. Like it's still something that I worried would trip up uh, Odell, and to this to this point, it has not. They've gotten similar productions that, that they would have gotten out of Robert Woods, um, and in terms of touchdown share, maybe even a little more, considering how good Cooper Cup is. So I think they have to be super pleased with those returns, and um, they're they're another weird team, man. Another weird team where I don't know I would Young I, Metro don't young Metro don't trust him. I
2: don't know if I trust him. Young Metro don't trust him. OBJ's them. comeback has been overstated to me. He overstated. He, he's been okay with the Rams. He's not a stud receiver. Touchdowns make people think great because they're he's on their fantasy team. But his yardage numbers are roughly the same. I know one of those games he barely played any snaps because it was his first time with the team. But this is still the guy who hasn't had a hundred yard receiving game in twenty nine games. That's not what he is anymore. Yeah, he's just but not like big, and,
1: not not big game receiver, big moment receiver. That's that's what OBJ precisely. is going to be. They need they if need your X moments.
2: factor is someone who can't get hundred yards anymore. You're doomed in the playoffs. Not, I mean, not
1: not not what my number one wide receiver probably gonna get me like I got <laughs> like, fifteen
0: catch. catches and one hundred twenty yards. You can like book it.
1: I'm okay. I'm okay. If Cooper Cup gives me that, which he will. I'm okay with OBJ giving me four catches for seventy. Yeah, but if you want to win yards.
2: the Super Bowl, you have to do more than what you've been doing in the regular season. I also season. think you're
1: underestimating. <laughs> I also think you're underestimating four catches and seventy yards, seventy-five yards from your number two receiver. What's like, what is wrong with
2: that? He's not getting four catches, seventy-five most of the time. He's getting like it's like four for thirty-seven last week. When people saw that clip on Twitter of him reversing a corner and think he had hundred eighty yards.
1: Yeah, I don't. Like what?
2: Like you're think, said the I think I think you're, under, I think you're
0: underestimating
1: the, the impact. I can having. respect
0: what you're saying, but I'm not really billing him to be like I. I I, don't know. I tried to have this argument a couple like I think like it was last year for, about Calvin me, Ridley versus Odell Beckham Jr.
1: To me for to me four for forty with with a touchdown is a okay is a okay okay. They just don't need. I mean, they just don't need him to be. In fact, it
0: would I be think a detriment if he was getting 10 targets a game I I'm not saying not 10 good.
2: targets a game but you need him to be better than he is if you want to win the NFC and and I Super Cup has been unbelievable this year Stafford's been better than Goff has, and was hey, and hey and, let's but get, let's, they're not they're not in the top tier well, and to get in the top tier they need an x-factor like Beckham to take the leap and I don't see it happening. I,
1: I I would agree with that. And I think that's where the fork in the road happens for you and I, is I do believe that happens. And I think any team to win a Super Bowl, you got to kick it up a notch when it gets to the postseason. And if we're going to kick it up a notch, these numbers go up a little bit for Odell Beckham Jr. And he's a guy that I think can do that. Matt Stafford's a guy in that offense that I think can do that. And I think it will happen. Um. So, and I also think we're, we're also – glossing over their defense just a little bit because it's a defense that i mean they've looked great against you know subpar teams look great last you know last time they played against a, a diminished seattle team but like this is also a team that's gotten 40 hung up on them 35 hung up on them like th- that that can't happen i got i got two all pro players maybe maybe two of the best players like at their position on my defense that guy, that can't happen like that, that you, you gotta be, you gotta be a shutdown defense as they're built to be. So, um, but do you want to talk about Matt Stafford being the next I do Cause I'm, I'm, I'm all for that.
0: I do man. because ultimately, like we said, like it does really come down to your quarterback, especially when you move the ball through the air, like the Rams do 36 passing touchdowns compared to only nine rushing touchdowns this year. And as great as Cooper cup is the Rams will only be as good as a guy throwing him the ball, which, which, uh, Happens to me, Matt Stafford, Mr. Never want to play off game withered away in Detroit. He finally gets to wow, wow, wow,
1: wow. finally,
0: finally gets to L.A. With, and we're going to see he was withering away in Detroit, uh, as as many are prone to do. Um, <laughs> but I I just think you look at how up and down they've been, hasn't had 300 yards passing in a game since week eight. It's going to take them being I call them the chiefs of the NFC. If they look like the chiefs of the NFC on offense, they're not going to be beat, mm-hmm. which is I guess makes sense considering yeah, right, they're right. the number one seed in the AFC, but uh, th- that all kind of comes back to Stafford. So I guess w- we'll see. There's nothing that I can really say one way or another predicting it because
1: he's never he's never been first. to the playoffs. I think that that matters. We got to look. Sean McVay took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. It's fair. If he could do that, you could do it with anybody. But it he just, got a little
2: luck from a it, BI. he got he
1: got a very a lot of luck. But he's still in position to do that. But regardless. You got to kick it up. That second gear has just got to happen if you're the Rams. So we got to see that. We'll move on to the AFC. We left a little meat on that bow, but we'll, we'll move on to the AFC for the sake of time. Um, and let's go straight to the Bengals when we talk about the AFC because we hinted at this two weeks ago when we talked about you know when we talked about AFC contenders when we talked about the NFL and when we went to the Bengals and it looks like at times they can overcome this. Looked like last week they overcame this a lot. 500 yards passing but the x factor for the Bengals if they want to make a postseason run is going to be their offensive line right you got to protect joe burrow and you don't think they can do it i
0: actually had he- a heated argument with one of my friends who is a cincinnati Bengals fan mm-hmm. about because he we posted a video about me saying that jamar chase was the pick and that yeah. uh Penn ace or jamar or excuse me jamar chase should not have been the pick penny sewell should have been the pick got into it over that and then in the coming games, like Tyler Boyd has been the difference maker. T Higgins I'm had like first a, about T
1: Higgins, man, like, like a t- bl- 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 yes, yeah. That's Spaz- that line yeah. like spazzing out, cartoon eyes coming
0: out. Oops, yes. hit the mic, spazzing out. And it it just like it's games like that that go to show Jamar Chase is great. He even had a great game. I think he it came close to eclipsing or did eclipse hundred yards 100 in that yards. game. He's a great talent. But if you want to have your franchise quarterback be the best that he can be. You need him to stand stone footed in the pocket mm-hmm. as long as he can, and they neglected that this year. And uh, I haven't, I haven't taken a look at this, how the sack standings and sack stats have changed. But he was the most sack quarterback in football. Like that's your number one pick coming off a knee injury. So mm-hmm. I still do believe because of how high this Cincinnati offense. The, the engine revs for them. I do still believe in them in the postseason, but it's just really scary to me if I'm a Bengals fan long term. Like, right. what am I looking at for
1: Joe Burrow? That that's what would concern. Well, me. the solace I have if I'm a Bengals fan is we don't need anything else on our offense. Draft all offensive linemen for the next five years because all of our stars are good and they're young. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. That. That's a that's a great battery. The Bengals
2: just want to say they're thirtieth in the NFL in pass block win rate. Yeah, they're terrible. And, and and this
1: the amount of sacks Joe Burrow takes directly correlates to their wins or losses. If you're the Bengals, one in four games that Burrow has sacked four plus times, three and two in games he sacked three times, five and zero in games he sacked less than two times or two or less times. So you got to make sure that you're right that Joe Burrow stays clean and it's not it's it's on the offensive line. But now if I'm play calling for the Bengals, I got to know that I got two things. A battered offensive line and weapons that can make plays in space when they get the ball. So get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quick, get it to a playmaker, and let him operate in space. Get the lineman out on a screen. um, Have a lot of short and cut passes because when I get the ball to, you know, insert player here on that offense, they they can make something happen in space. Then that spreads the defense out. Then we can go down the field a little bit. But, there are ways to overcome it, and hey, man, like 525 yards passing and, and four or five touchdowns—that's that's you—you that's, you look, you look like you're getting it right. You look like you're starting to get it right.
0: And to be fair, those sack stats probably—if you go across like any quarterback or any team—like they're
1: probably very similar. You, yeah, right. You struggle when
0: you um when when you let pressure on the quarterback. And the one thing I will say, and but the way they do it, they, can, they
1: do it way more frequently. No, no, well, for sure. Yet.
0: No, no doubt about that. The stat still stands, but I just think that. Their, their silver lining is that when you have such a powerful offense, especially with so many weapons, you're going to spread defenses out. It's harder for them to send tricky pressure, pressures your way. Like the Dolphins destroyed the Saints on Monday night because the Saints' over line, well, because Ian Book was a quarterback. Oh, they're <laughs> Beyond that, it was very difficult. I think that Miami did a phenomenal job of disguising who was coming on the blitz, and they were able to do that because, you know, Ian Book's not going to beat you mm-hmm. in the air. So. That that's where I think their silver lining lies. Yeah.
1: Let's go to the Kansas City Chiefs, the number one seed in the AFC, because I really like this one that we have um, for their X Factor. Not just the defense. The defensive coordinator in particular, Steve Spagnolo, because he's got like he's got his defense playing tremendous, playing very well, but he's got to continue that, man. And it's it's like it's up to him to like have his defense be like the whole, be better than the sum of its parts. He, if that makes one,
2: sense. He's one of the more famous defensive coordinators in NFL history because of the job he did for the giants to win yep. the super bowl. And he did a great job with the chiefs defense to win the super bowl two years ago. Mm. And cause it's really not that talented of a defense no, and no, he, no, and no, he no. just kind of tapes it together and makes it work. And I think we saw that happen this year where in the beginning, the chiefs defense was just completely lost. I think just kind of Super Bowl loss hangover kind of situation. They were allowing 29 points per game, and they started three and four. And people were talking about like one of the worst defenses of all time. I we had a stat earlier in the thing that they were allowing more yards per play than the greatest show on turf had yards per play. Yeah, nuts, right? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they've completely turned that around during their eight-game win streak. They've averaged 12. Their opponents have averaged 12.9 points per game. And it's really spags that is the reason why this happened. And even games where Mahomes has struggled, they've been able to pull out wins like against Dallas or against Green Bay. And that's because of spags.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you got to start to, to dial something up. One, in the beginning of the year, they had – didn't they have um, Chris Jones? They moved Chris Jones to the outside, to DN, correct? And that, I, that wasn't working. I know they've moved him back inside. They've gotten a little bit, you know, tricky on the defensive line to make stuff happen. And then now their turnovers are going up too. And it's eight-game win streak, forcing two point eight turnovers per game in the last eight games. Basically, averaging three three turnovers per game in the last eight. In the first seven, they first they force just one turnover a game. And like that, you could give up yards, you can give up points. You give me three turnovers a game, you give that to Patrick Mahomes, and, and you can let up 25 points. That's fine. Cause I'm gonna give you 45. Like the Chiefs are so dangerous if they get the ball more times than the other offense does, that, man. And get it back.
0: That's the big one for me because obviously, obviously, it's like, if you know basic football, like the ter- winning the turnover battle is crucial for winning the game. They weren't doing that in the first couple games. They struggled. They've begun to do that. And they benefited. Now, the question is, is that because of Steve Spagnuolo or is that because of the opponents that they played or the players acclimating? There's a lot of factors that, I don't know if it's definitely Steve Spagnuolo. I think that he's earned like the benefit of the doubt, maybe. But if they can continue the, the, this this upheaval in um, in turnover percentage and, and continue to win the turnover battle, there's no reason that Kansas City, which I think they are now the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl, or is it Matt? Do you know if it's it, still it,
2: it's it's Kansas City? It's
0: Kansas City, which flipped from Tampa and, Bay for the for the Tampa majority of Green the Bay season, yeah.
1: I mean, for the majority of the season, Kansas City was down and out. You're talking about not, yeah, not, bad, not being bad. a betting favorite. They were
2: They were, they were plus 250 to win the division when they were three and, and four, here's the and they won it before Christmas.
1: Someone, and I'm surprised you didn't do this, to be honest. we, I, I, Maybe I didn't see them overtaking the one seed this quickly, but I saw them not staying down and out. I'm surprised a bunch of people didn't hop on that ticket when it was like that, knowing that like that, yo, one, it's not gonna stay like this, and they're gonna be back up.
0: I don't know how deep it dipped. Like they didn't, they didn't really move. Like, they stunk, and they were still in like the top five. Cause, cause you had to see this coming, right?
1: Regression to the mean was gonna happen.
0: I guess I don't know. That first couple, that first seven weeks was scary. It was bad. for them.
1: It was it shaky. Baby. Shaky. All right, we'll move on because now it's time to go to the NBA side of this. And a couple weeks ago, we did our Eastern Conference power rankings. Yep. So now we're gonna go to the other side of the NBA, and do our Western Conference Power Rankings. So we'll start with, with the overall straight facts, Western Conference Power Rankings. We'll start with number five, and that is the Denver Nuggets coming in at number five. Um, the, we have them in the script right now, is the Jokic all-or-nothing team. Because that's what they, Matt, that's what they are, yeah, that, the that, Jokic that, all-or-nothing team. Yeah,
2: they're, they're one of four without Jokic. And what I think the most incredible stat is, Jokic has a box plus minus of 133 That's the highest in NBA history. Mm. So when he's off the floor, that difference is higher than any time. So far this season, LeBron left the court, Jordan left the court. Like they're so bad without Jokic manning the middle and distributing when he needs to distribute. And and Jokic is having just a career year Mm -hmm. in so many ways. Even though he was the MVP last year, his PER would be the greatest of all time as well. And I just think the dominance of Jokic awards them the fifth spot because I know it was close between the Nuggets and the Clippers for us. Yeah. They,
0: they were in my personal five spot. I got to tell you what.
2: No, no. I had the Clippers above them, but go ahead. I got to tell you what. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, like we are, uh, we are straight facts. Yep, we, are ba- we are predicated upon statistics, that's factual what, information. That's what we do. I don't care what stats <laughs> you're showing me that say Jokic is like having the best season of all time. The Nuggets are like middlingly good. They're like above average. My point was, can you be having the best season of
1: all time if the team <laughs> right. is the first seed? Can you be doing that?
0: Like, I get it. I really do get it. Like why people look at you a certain way when you're like, oh, LeBron James is the greatest. and you're like, well, I watch Michael. Like you, there's going to be someone 20, 30, 40 years from now showing their children footage saying, yep, this guy right here. What MVP? This specimen was the greatest single-season basketball player of all time. And it just doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't sit right You're well. going to
1: show him, and then you're going to show Giannis in the same season. You're going to show <laughs> Embi- Embiid in the same season. <laughs> LeBron in the same season. And you're going to say, yes, he beat all of these three guys. He beat all of them for the MVP." I will say he
0: does play, in terms of like for people who do no, love I'm basketball. I'm trolling. I'm no, trolling. it is a little bit of trolling. Like yeah, he obviously plays a beautiful brand of basketball, an incredible player. He's the hub for everything. But I just had to, I had to pump. Pump the brakes because it is funny with the PER. It's like, all right. Dude. P- PR
2: is a, little, is a little high on you. Yeah, it it got Rashawn it
0: Holmes in the top 10 of PER. Yeah. Seen, I, I, it's, it's, top it's, it's, I mean,
1: and you got to know when, when to hold the stats. You got to know when to fold the stats. You got to know. And Matt's done a whole segment before. That might little, be a segment. Segment. That would be little. One, right? I like that be a That be a little. Stamp that one down. But what, what I look at the Nuggets is, like, until they get elite guard play. And, yo, Jamal Murray can't get back on this court fast enough until they get elite guard play back, they will be a middling team because you look, they they shoot the the fewest free throws in the NBA. They have the fourth highest two point percentage in the NBA. Everything, everything lives in the paint and and like that two point area without getting to the basket. Like, so the the reason why they have those two numbers is one, they have the fourth highest two point percentage in the NBA. There's there's no elite guard play out there. There's there's no one like it's a three point lead and, and no one is, is out there patrolling the perimeter. Like, you know, shooting shooting threes and the the fewest free throw attempts tell to me when you pull your center out of out of the lane, you, and he has the highest usage rate, like there's there's no one banging down there. And Jokic as your, he doesn't as your bang
2: to begin with. As your,
1: but as your seven foot center, when you're out in the perimeter distributing there's there's no one banging out there. There's, that's why there's,
2: they're 29th in offensive rebounds as well. And, yep. and
1: I was gonna ask for the for the rebounding stats because they got to be terrible. They got to be terrible. And,
2: 28th in rebounds overall, and that's despite the fact that you, Jokic it, is averaging 14.
1: And when you had and when you had guys like Paul Millsap in there, another another big man down there to kind of negate all this, then you know you could bring Jokic out. But when you don't have this, well, that's it, that's gonna dip your your free throw percentage is gonna get your two point percentage is gonna be off. Like a, a lot of that, like. I don't think you can win with having your center being the being the the, the best player on your team from the perimeter. It hurt. It
0: hurts them. It should be said, Mister One Hundred and Eighty M's, uh, Michael Porter Jr. It's true. Out. There's a lot of your of your a of lot your, of injuries
1: over there. I mean, if of they're your fully capital. healthy, if they're fully healthy, the Nuggets are scary if they're fully. And
0: healthy. they did try and replace Paul Millsap with Aaron Gordon, which is
1: but that but Aaron Gordon know. is a wing. He's a wing. Paul Millsap's a right. I'm talking about yeah. a big like right like when you, when Jokic vacates the paint, no one's down there. Aaron Gordon out there staring you know, next to him staring. They could at him use like a stretchy
0: like Niang or like so just like someone just like that, just take like up that would be, down there, be a big who can handle the ball and do a lot of things would be great for that, them, that, which that
1: could, be, that could be, could be, perfect. could be, word. all right. So we didn't talk a lot of good things about the team that we have slated number five <laughs> in the Western conference power rankings, but we'll move to number four, Matt V stand up. If you're listening to this one, the Memphis Grizzlies, which got all the makings, man, of being one of the most promising and exciting teams for years to come in the NBA. Um, cue that Jake was wrong about Jaren Jackson Jr. But we will we will move on because the Gridleys are doing everything they exemplify the West identity of strong play shout out grit and grind this is what they do 12 of 4 in the last 16 and let's remember what 8 of those nine of those without jaw 12 12 of those without jaw so so Oh, so you're telling me th- those first twelve they won, and you're telling me those four losses, are, or with, no, no, with ja no, ja they run. were ten
2: and two without. Got you. Uh, draw. So some of it's before, yeah. Got you.
1: And then they just beat my sons yeah. two nights ago on a, on a buzzer beater. So of course they won with Ja. But but, but regardless, most of that without jaw, and and now he's
0: back. That's to me. That's what is the most impressive is that um, without I mean obviously without their star player they've been just as good, and that hats off. Desmond Bain is making a name yeah, for himself. Yeah, he's,
1: he's getting into that most improved category. Seven, one
0: hundred percent. I yeah, actually haven't sure. taken a look at it yet. Uh, I'm still riding my Miles Bridges like forty to one ticket. I think that's going
1: to hold up. But it's dipping a little bit, but like, I look up there. He's yeah, up there. I,
0: I, I worry about Ja, um, but hopefully with Desmond Bain that that brings him on down. Desmond's averaging seventeen point two points per game, forty two point six from three, uh, at chipping in four rebounds as well, and over the pad, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know Desmond in this. Stephen
2: currently twenty five to one. Twenty
0: five to one. Well, that's about where he should be. Um, I still may bet him. But back to back to the Grizzlies, like guys like him, Brandon Clark, Clark Xavier Tillman, and then you 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 know getting better play out of Stephen Adams, mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr. Like you can start to now you go down the list. You didn't even mention Dylan Brooks, Anthony Melton. Like there's a ton of guys on this roster. That could play starting minutes. That could do what campaign did last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this playoffs, if given the opportunity,
1: absolutely. And and when you look at a roster, sorry, when you look at a roster that one through twelve plays extremely hard every possession, like that's that's when you know you have a really good a really good basketball team. Like you talk about, like this is a grit and grind team. They they almost took the old mentality of grit and grind and do like a new school flavor on it with some like high flying dunks and stuff.
2: Because like this they they to me they still embody that team shout
0: out Taylor Jenkins Penn grad there
2: yeah you go. yeah for me the fact it's the fact that the Grizzlies have every excuse and reason to have had to have been like fourteen and twenty one instead of twenty one and fourteen with jaw out with with uh, Dylan Brooks out they only played eight games together John Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. and the fact that they are persevering without it when everything clicks for them they're gonna be. I still think the top three, which we're going to get to, are kind of in a league of their own. Yeah, yeah. But they'll separate themselves from the middling. They'll
1: be next up. Yeah, they'll be legit yeah. be next up. Yeah. That's, it's funny because that's exactly their mantra,
2: right? It's literally next up, next gen. And I, I got to call you out, James. You don't what? have them in your top five. The Grizzlies? Dun,
0: dun, dun. Wow. You've got the Clippers letting Kyle's Paul George. Uh, uh, propaganda I gotta, give, I, gotta, I gotta
1: give them props I love you guys know I love experience when it comes to and when I talk about power rankings it, to me one of the biggest factors of it is can you make a deep playoff run how how likely are you to make a deep playoff run and that's experience to me and like like for all great the Grizzlies are the, the thing they don't have what they really lack is experience I mean Steven Adams is like the most experienced guy there not that not that yeah, too deep, not too knee deep in a playoff run there. So they beat Steph we're.
2: Curry in a playing game. They did do that in one singular game. Yes.
1: You well, guys have told me good. those <laughs> games don't count
2: for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. what I was told. So,
1: yeah, there you go. So still haven't won a playoff series. We'll move on to the number three team we got. The team who's doing all the same things they did last year, but we saw it. And we saw it sputter. So it put them at number three. And that's the Utah Jazz. Um, I mean, look, that. Tell me what's different about the Utah Jazz from last year and this year. And, I, and Matt, please don't take that so literally. I know, <laughs> you're that, I know that you were every player. The numbers were about The, the computation fly. had started. I get, I get the numbers aren't exactly 100% the same. But tell me overall what looks different about this Utah Jazz team than last year's, even the roster. Is there a different player on the roster?
2: <laughs> There's got to be a different
1: player. I don't, I I don't they know, add, did Mike, man. Did they, did they add Whiteside this year? There you year? Go, Hassan Whiteside. Bing but, but bong. Their, girls are, girls are your their,
0: their core is identical, though. Like through seven is identical.
2: They were the one who last year. Yeah, I, I get. They it. had the best record in the NBA last year. And then what happened to the offs? They lost to Paul George and the Clippers. okay, okay,
1: okay then? Okay then. I so, just so go ahead. So we didn't we time talking about any stats yet with the Utah Jazz because to me this is the ultimate stats don't matter team because they're because they're, they're gonna do what they do in the regular season and they're gonna make a push for this tour. Um... This was one or two seen in the West. Watch here. Like the it's just with them. It's just matchups like it.
0: it and it, it's funny because ultimately like every playoff series kind of comes down to who has the more exploitable matchup. But they know their system like every player down through 16, I think, is drilled very well. And they also have the pieces where like if Gobert goes out, you have Hassan Whiteside who's in the same mold who can come in. Uh, not like the best NBA talent, but just in terms of when you talk about mold, looking at the player Udoka Azabuki.
1: There you go, Is Kansas that the, boy. That, that's you that's say, how you pronounce
0: the name. Yeah, you're really good at that. Uh, What's the yeah. name?
1: What's the name? I couldn't say Khabib's name again.
0: Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, no way. I'm probably. I'm just I might no be, chance. I might I be butchering that. it up. But I don't even want to try. Regardless, I <laughs> getting back to the Jazz. <laughs> they know what they want to do, and they do it very well, and. Uh, they, they they exploit the fact that they have one of the best rim protectors in the league. Great, this is where we'll give Rudy Gobert his his snaps. You're very good ah, at your role, ah. um, but I, what what I think it will ultimately come down to is Golden State or Phoenix. Can they can they win the matchup game? And I think ultimately they do.
2: I'm I'm gonna give the optimist view of the Jazz right now. Just You're not getting it for me. Yeah, so. someone got to. Right, so someone got give, to. I don't know if I truly believe it, but I'm gonna give the optimist. Go ahead, view. man. Go ahead. So after the Jazz lost in the playoffs last year, everyone was clowning them, laughing mm-hmm. at Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. and Rudy Gobert didn't, yeah, yeah. did <laughs> not. Rudy Gobert did not pull a Ben Simmons. Rudy Gobert. I wanna I wanna, I wanna He tried, he, is that what you're saying? No no <laughs> he, he didn't just bounce back, he's having the best season of his career. Oh I he's averaging fifteen point four points per game, that's second most in his career high. He's shooting seventy-one percent from the field and a career high sixty-nine percent from the free throw line, which is also a career high for him. He improved his game and it'd still get to see whether that extends to whether his body's just like designed well enough for him to Guard perimeter players, but I'm. I would bet that he really tried his hardest to make improve himself on that this off season, and we won't be able to see if that is true until May. Right. Right. But the fact that Rudy Gobert took all the criticism and said, I'm gonna have my best year ever after this is the most optimistic way you can look at the Jazz.
1: And and I and I think if that's the most optimistic way you can look at the Jazz, I think that tells you to me the ceiling that the Utah Jazz hit. Like my 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 reasoning for you of why the Utah Jazz got better than last year is Rudy Gobert is having an improved year. And it was great for Rudy Gobert. If I'm the Jazz, Rudy Gobert having his his best year ever, that's not what that's that's not how my team wins a finals. Donovan Mitchell having his best year, which he did last year, but Donovan Mitchell again ha- improving and having the best year of his career again this year, which he's not. He's having almost the same year he had last year, which is now we're spinning our wheels. Like Rudy Gobert is not the person that I need to be having career numbers across the board. It's great if he is. That puts us as the three seed in the West as a title contender, sure. But that that's not the leap that I want my team to make. Like that's not this. Like imagine for for the, the no. I was about to get real disrespectful. <laughs> I was about to get real disrespectful, of Rudy Gobert. But I'm just I'm I'm. I give the Utah Jazz their respect. They're a good basketball team. I'm just really unimpressed at this point. They're solid.
0: Like, here's what, like, they are, like, the ultimate, like, gatekeeper for if you are a true contender, Um, which sounds simple because we talked about this this three-team tier. They're at the bottom of it. So, naturally, if you want to get into that tier, you're going to have to hop them. But in their play style, even, like, if you're – John ja Morant, you are going to have to play against the drop coverage of the Jazz, and in seven games, figure that out. I, I don't know if the if the teams under them that we have can do that. So for that reason, they're they're third.
1: Yeah, sure, they're third. Well, All right, I now, think they're almost third by up. default because they're not better than the two that we haven't named yet. Yeah, That's, mean, what I'm right. Right. That's what I am saying, And they're like. not worse than 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 the 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 Grizzlies, Clippers. I got Nuggets. them
2: second. I got them above Phoenix.
1: I'm not doing this with you today. Leading the league in margin of victory. I'm not doing this with you today because you're already – later in the episode, I'll, I'll foreshadow. He's already going to make me mad with what he wants to do later in the episode, so I'm not doing this with you right now. He he does this on purpose. I know <laughs> He's he good does. at it. I know he does. I'm not going to let it – it's really close. <laughs> it's really close to letting it win. We'll move on to number two, those Phoenix Suns that he's talking about, those Valley Boys, um, who at one point – They kind of go back and forth with the Warriors on a week-to-week basis. So who has the best record in the league right now? They have the second-best record in the league, so they're number two in our Western Conference standings. Um, I mean, just it's funny because I get on the Jazz about being the same team as last year, and here we go. The Suns are pretty much, you know, kind of of the same team as last year, but they, they have improvements across the board. Jake, you have you you have noted some deficiencies they have on their team. I don't want to get to those I don't know if
0: it's a deficiency. I don't want to get to those It's more of a weakness. Like, you can't avoid being weak in some areas when you you build a team. So, it's not really a huge knock on them.
1: We talk about the strengths first. Um, Chris Paul doing his his floor general thing, leads the league in assists. I believe is second in steals behind Alex Caruso, of all people. Um, but he's right there with it, doing his, his point guard things. Devin Booker was battling some injuries in the beginning of the season. He's back now, back to playing the All Star level. Your boy DeAndre Ayton, Puma fam. You want to talk about hearing the criticisms and coming back better this year? A much more physical and active DeAndre Ayton than we've seen
2: in past years. He's at, playing for that money. Yeah,
1: yeah, the money he got passed up for right, and then they they went on and gave it to to that boy Mikel. Shout out Cats. They went not give him gave. Mikel, DeAndre Ayton's money. But everyone, speaking of Mikel Bridges, playing great too, probably being built as one of the best two-way players in the NBA now. Things are clicking for Phoenix. They're in a groove, and I think it's a carried over groove from the one they hit the end of the regular season last year. They just know how to do this thing. It's like, we're going to stay this course until the postseason hits, but they're definitely in a groove right
0: now. Yeah, whenever you have a a pick-and-roll maestro that is like Chris Paul or – As we just talked about Utah, when when it's really ingrained in your offense, it's in the regular season and the monotony of the regular season, like
1: just know how to control the pace of play. I I feel
0: like there's such a massive, massive advantage um, when you can just dissect teams with the pick and roll, which is what Chris Paul does better than anyone. The one thing that uh, I'll bring up about DeAndre Ayton, and this is why I wanted to make clear, it's it's not really an Aiton is a phenomenal one through five defender for what he is like can, can really do a lot on the defensive end, but to get the most bang for your buck, if you're the Suns, you need him to be covering the other team's best player like that. That happened. You know, you get the most out of Ayton when he is guarding a Giannis, a Jokic um, and against teams this year that are three point shooting teams, four of their seven losses, the Suns have came to golden state and Portland two apiece. Uh that those are the second and sixth three-point shooting teams, respectively, when you look at percentage of, of shots taken mm-hmm. where, where it happens on the floor. So that that's going to be, and, and we talked about the Jazz. We we know the Jazz can shoot. We know the team we're about to talk about can shoot mm-hmm. the Golden State Warriors. So for and me more shootings coming.
1: And more shootings oh, coming. Exact, exactly. Exactly.
0: So for me. That's what I'll be watching them for because they're still, even without it, they're still, they're still a very, very tough team that on any given night can beat any other team in the NBA. I will
1: be say team. this. For, for my team to have a weakness in today's NBA, that's not the, the – defending the three is not the weakness that I want my team to have. The Lakers won their bubble championship on three-point defense. That, that's one of the biggest reasons that they were able to go and win the title is they were the best team at defending the three um, – in the NBA, we, the Suns were amongst it last year. The Bucs were the best team at defending the three last year. You know, surprise, they go and win themselves a title. So that's not, to be honest, like, doesn't make me feel good. That's not the place that I want my team to, to be struggling. And
0: to be fair, they are fifth in terms of three-point percentage allowed. I just think in terms of, like, like the build of the offense in a game-to-game basis. Like, if you're going up against a Portland, Golden State, perimeter-based ba- team, um, that I think they have an advantage there where, you know, Phoenix may still
1: be a good defensive
0: team, just not against teams with that build. Right, right. Moving. Yes, sir. Hold on.
1: Check, check. One, two, two. Hello, hello, hello. And now we're going to move on to the number one team in our Western Conference Power Rankings. That team that you alluded to that can shoot the crap out of the basketball and more shooting is on the way. The Golden State Warriors, who, to be honest, I knew they were going to bounce back from their ways. Um, they're, they're kind of middling ways last year to be the best team in the Western Conference and the best team in the NBA at this point of the season. I didn't really foresee that. But, you know, we gave our kudos to Steph Curry a couple of weeks ago for what he's able to do with this team. The season that he's having, Mr. 3000 and counting now. But also this given-
2: is to need our- Ah, can't speak. Also need to give our kudos to Steve Kerr. Yeah, right. I mean, Ob- a lot of people thought, oh, he's just a product of uh, oh, how good yeah. the team is. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's
1: actually a really good coach. This, is, I mean, look, this is a complete team, offensively, defensively, coaching. Like it's it's a all around good basketball team, and number one in our power rankings because of it.
2: Yeah, it's it's everything about them is good. There, there's there's no weakness within the team. Uh, they are. T- 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 They move the ball like no one else in the league. They're second in assists, and they don't turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. A lot of teams, when they try to do the ball movement, there's turnovers because you're trying to move the ball a lot. They're 29th in turnovers. And if you want to defend them, defend the three fine, but they're second in two-point field goal percentage as well. You overcommit to that?
1: They're higher in two point field goal percentage than they are in three point percentage. I know. They're is- second
2: and two, th- sixth and three. So and they're, that's they're, they're crazy. undefendable and they clamp you down themselves because they're first in basically every major defensive stat as well. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the more clear number ones we have um, had in a while. And I don't think it's like set in stone that they win the finals or anything. But with Clay coming back, this is just they're they're the more they're the most exciting Warriors team since Durant left since Durant came right. With Durant was a four collusion. This is like an actual built team mm-hmm. that's like impressing you because of the team teamwork around it. Yeah,
1: having just. Kevin Durant offsets. They they weren't this complete of a team with Kevin Durant because I got Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and you just, I don't need I don't need a complete team. And it makes me wonder. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you just with those people, but and, and I knew this like when they when they. When Kevin Durant left and they got their core back, I said, to, for them to win, they have to go back to what made them such a dominant team in 2015. This, all of this is what made them a dominant team. Sharing the ball, not turning over, playing very, very surprisingly great defense and being a very sound, fundamental team. And they're, they're, they're literally just back to those ways. And by the way, they're sixth and three-point field goal percentage now because the, the, the other half of the splash pros in, aren't there. Like, once he comes back, like, Clay is not a person that comes back and doesn't fit everything they're doing right now. He comes back and gives them not only three-point shooting, but at a a very efficient rate. He gives them great perimeter defense. He gives them sharing. He's going to share the ball, too. Like, he's just – like, it's Clay. Like, it's the same – this is the same team. They're just a little bit older. And, you know, just Antelope, you replace, you know, Harrison Barnes with Andrew Wiggins. Oh, surprise you. Have, you still have Andre Iguodala. Like you got you got That's
0: what I was going to say. It's like it's a lot when you look still around Still got kavan Ludi.
1: Like it it's reminds crazy.
0: you a lot of the teams that well for good reason. The core and the coaches are still there, but like it reminds you a lot of the teams instead of Barbosa, it's you know, you have a guy like Gary Payton or Juan Scott Tosc- yeah, yeah. Anderson yeah. coming along and I also want to point out like Jordan Poole could very
1: well Another six, ma-
0: or another most like, improved candidate. This is way down the road. He'll move to the bench when Clay comes back, maybe. But like he, he's a guy who is young enough to, after Clay or after Steph, like you might be set up. So I think Steve Kerr deserves the most props uh, for what he's done with the bench pieces. You know, you go down to even like Kuminga has been awesome on the defensive end. Gary Payton's been awesome. Uh, so there's a lot to like about the Warriors.
1: Yeah. What's very scary is if you remember those Warriors teams that were dominant. It was their bench and their role players that stepped that up so mightily yep. and, and drowned you. I mean, Sean Livingston, I have nightmares about Sean Livingston. Oh, my God. And, and they're doing it again. Jordan Poole is stepping up. Gary Payton II is giving tremendous minutes. Jonathan Kaminga came in the other night because of a lot of players being out for COVID and injuries. Gave them very good minutes and a win. So they're, they're, they're doing all the same things that you know the, the traditional great Warriors teams have done and have won with. They're doing again, which just, you know, gets a little bit scary. But that rounds out our Western Conference Power Rankings, number five, the Nuggets, number four, the Grizzlies, number three, the Jazz, number two, the Phoenix Suns, and number one, those pesky Golden State Warriors. All right, y'all, we'll move on to the last part of our episode. we got to move to this one kind of quick, but it's a fun one because this is the last episode of the year of 2021, my goodness, the 2021s. Thank God 2021 is almost over. Can't yeah, wait.
0: Moving on along.
1: Yeah. Can't, can't wait to see what 2022 brings. Right. But this is the straight facts year in review. We got some awards to give out because we love giving out awards here on this podcast. So we'll start with a good one. Just simple, man. Your winner of the year. And I'll start with with Kyle's because Kyle's not here and he wanted me to read this word for word. So Kyle's winner of the year, here it goes, is the NFL. And this is, and I quote Kyle's statement, the NBA stinks right now. <laughs> It's not fun to watch. No one is healthy and there hasn't been a fun storyline all season. Not to mention, since there is a year, this is a yearly award, the NBA finals this year was Milwaukee versus Phoenix. Ew. <laughs> You're a hater. On the flip side, the NFL had Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes for the championship and is the middle is and is in the middle of one of the more fun seasons in recent memory. Both the younger and older older generations of players are dominating in the league in their respective ways. And it's been a super competitive year where you can't name any team as the quote unquote best team in the league. It's been super fun to watch, even though my favorite team isn't at the top. His favorite team being the Eagles. So Kyle's win of the year is the NFL because they they dominated the NBA when it last year. People thought that the NBA was was the much more entertaining league. So I, he made some points. I win. I don't think the NBA is. That mundane, and I'm sorry, there were some people who very much enjoyed the Phoenix Suns being in the finals. Thank you very much. It wasn't
2: much. the TV executives. Thank you very much. It was much. a more exciting NBA finals than the Super Super Bowl was a boring Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Thank you. And your team won it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm yo, I'm yeah. very okay with the I Super Bowl. Really, My team wins. Very okay. It would
2: you would have been ultimately
0: like like the peak unsufferable if uh Phoenix and
1: the Bucks had won. That's 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 like the winner wait, of the No, I got a little Keep scary up. when it
2: was two yeah. yeah,
1: oh, Yo, and I was talking my ass. <laughs> I was talking. I was talking my ass. Jake, your winner of the year. Now speaking of, yeah,
0: we'll go with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, after they won the finals, I remember us having a conversation about like certain spaces. Giannis, has, certain, certain spaces, certain man.
1: Rooms. certain spaces. Giannis
0: has now bolted himself into the. Ah, uh, greatest of all time contention and maybe not maybe not just yet but he at least puts himself on pace if he continues yeah. at this you know rapid pace where he's winning MVPs he's winning all sorts of awards um and just in this calendar year he won the All-Star Game MVP then the Finals MVP then an NBA title all in the same
2: year that uh, the his second son was born so he launched himself into the dirk zone and he's still like 26 yeah exactly he's
1: 26 exactly. no no he like when when I say like launched is a great great word like like propelled catapulted whatever moves you to some place very quickly he got there in the greatest of all to no the greatest of all time category he's won every award in the book want to see something crazy he wins one more title he's into like the Kevin Durant type give him Jay give him another title and another MVP. That'll cool. be that'll be three MVPs, two titles, a Finals MVP, a Defensive Player of the probably Year, probably
2: another Finals MVP, uh, probably right? another
1: Finals MVP, an All Star Game MVP, a Most Improved. Like this, he's won every award yeah. in the book.
2: Like, Great year.
1: How you let me run it down here? Winner I'm of not the even, year. I'm not even from around here. Like how? Like how you let him do that? Crazy. Stop,
2: Matt. You're winner of the year. Georgia sports in general. Okay. Uh, Hawks had their first Eastern Conference Finals run uh, where they won a game in their team's history. <laughs> there you go. Um, there much you to go. my chagrin. Trey Young, people were clowning the Luca Trey trade forever. Now, for a while, now, now no one even clowns them because Trey's been a stud. Mm-hmm. And more with Georgia sports, the Braves won the World Series. Again, yeah, yeah. much that's to my Ill. chagrin. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the Luckily, They beat the Astros in the World Series, which is better than sure. the Astros winning. But it was the first time uh, an Atlanta sports team had won a title since 1995, which was the Braves again. And you have the Georgia Bulldogs who are in the college football playoff right now. They'll probably choke like they usually do. But they're playing a choker. But there's
1: two chokers playing. That's very interesting.
2: As for right now... They're they're they could win the title. So twenty twenty one has been a great year if you're a Georgia sports fan.
1: Yeah, I can't contend with that. And it's funny because the the Atlanta it's Atlanta sports, right? You got to throw Georgia in there because the University of Georgia. But it's Atlanta sports, and the and the mantra is that the Atlanta sports like there's a dark cloud over Atlanta sports, right? It's gonna all go wrong at some point. And for what it's worth, the Braves shattered that. They may have shattered that in the quietest way possible. Didn't even realize the World Series was happening until yeah. Baseball's in a tough spot, yeah.
0: especially with my relationship with it, which is fleeting.
1: I mean, I mean, Hey, if you don't have Jake Galley rooting for you, then you're, you're, you're in trouble. Done. <laughs> you're are, you might is is be not. in trouble. I'm a radio producer. <laughs> yeah, like that's I true. should know these things. That's that's true. That's, that's true. More
0: about me than them.
1: That's whatever. funny. Uh, my winner of the year is none other than Thomas Patrick Brady. That, that one, um, that man. Cause Think of all the things that won that have all been said a thousand times, but they bear repeating because it's in our segment. But 43 years old, goes and wins himself another Super Bowl. First quarterback to win it, or first player, first team to win a Super Bowl at home. First year with a new team. um, Kind of really slanted the whole Brady-Belichick debate into his favor. I think cemented his GOAT status. We have a guy to the far left of that that panel who heavily disagrees that I'm not going to let him.
2: Goat versus boat. I'm not... He's the goat, not the boat. That's all. I'll Alex, say. do you have to no deal more. with this
1: too? What side are you on? What side, you're on the Brady song? On the, thank you. Listen to your friend, man. <laughs> but you got to take guidance from those that are in your life. And, and Alex got you, please. Um, but no, like, uh, Tom Brady did so many unprecedented things this year that like he, he's got to be the winner. And, and by the way, I don't think. Like, someone might be able to take Tom Brady, like, overtake Tom Brady for go. I personally don't think it could ever be Patrick Mahomes, because I think you'd have to beat him more times than he's beat you. And, the, I mean, if they play in three or four Super Bowls, cool. But I, I don't think, like...
0: Could play in two. They, very they, they possible. They
1: very possible play could play in two. And very if they go possible. one and one that on a Yeah, he's got he's a fair shot in. on it. But he's but he's got it at least time. go head, to head. And, in. He's gotta not only tie in that, but he's gotta overtake Brady in, in all career stats yeah, too. A, and know. then, then those, are, those are all hard to get to. So I think he really like almost cemented that GOAT status for the for the foreseeable future. It's a 43-year-old guy who don't look done, there. man. That's that's my winner. We're gonna move on to the other one, the other side, the other extreme. From the winner to the most hated. And Jake, why don't you start us with the most hated? I,
0: I just wanna state. I, We don't hate you, per se. And MPG. But you've received the most hate, and that's going to have to be Russell Westbrook. Like, it's not even like the other guy. Here's why. Because the other guys on this list, actually, Rudy Gobert did not get a mention. But I feel like we sometimes are like, oh, well, I feel bad for just crushing Rudy Gobert. It's not even like, it's effortless the way that we crush Russell Westbrook. And Rudy Gobert. His play style, (laughs) his contract. Mm Mm-hmm. I, to be honest, his deme- well, you can't knock his demeanor on the court, but at times he's not my he's not my favorite player that I've ever in terms of Sixers rivals, people I root against. So for me, it's going to have to be Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, and I'm, and MPG, I recognize the greatness, right. but like yeah. uh, just, just not just not my point guard, just not my point guard. But I I don't think this is just from straight facts. This is this is. He, he had to know that going to the Lakers, if this thing doesn't work, it's, it's me they're going to point the yeah. finger at, right? Oh, like yeah. You had to know that. Up, they they yeah. won a championship with those two guys. I'm the new guy.
0: Even though AD's not going to come on you this know list, but he might. You know
1: it's bad when no one's pointing a finger at Frank Vogel. Why is there?
0: <laughs> a LeBron team goes south, and it's not the coach's fault. It, oh, it is rare that it's not. You are the
1: most hated player in sports. <laughs> hey,
2: you're the
1: most hated player in sports. Like, they, like I realized that today. Like Frank Vogel has caught no stray bullets in this yeah. thing. Russ is catching them all, man. Yeah, Russ that's is what catching them all. Happens when you have
2: superstars. Matt, you're most hated. Ben Simmons, gotta and be. I really don't have to gotta elaborate. No, Matt's running be. to the podium with this pick. Yeah, yeah. sprinting Absolutely. to the podium. It's he. You're on a team that's the one seed. You stink in a playoff series. You get mild criticism, and you just pack it up.
1: Now, now, that, now, 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 Sixers fan over there, mild criticism.
2: For Philadelphia,
1: I'm gonna.
2: Deserve I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Doc, keep it objective. Doc. got a lot of heat too. He didn't quit. Yeah, true. I have problems with he Doc when he came back. He, he didn't is. just quit on the. You say, like, oh, they got mad at me because of my rotations. I quit. I resigned. You good. know what
1: is hilarious to me? I'm imagining Ben Simmons being in Calabasas in a hot tub on the hills. He's there right now. And, and his phone is ringing. Joel is popping up. Doc's popping up. Mm. And he's just like,
2: hmm.
1: Mm. It did, that noise exactly. Hmm. Like I, I will not answer. You know what I
0: found out you could do? It's this. You could hit the you just put palm Auto. right over the
1: Apple Watch, turns it off. Sound yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. He didn't hear he said, not hmm. one buzz. DND, his phone was on DND. Yep. That's crazy. My my most hated is a guy who's about to make his return soon. It's Kyrie Irving. Kai. Ky. Um because you want to talk about a polarizing figure in in sports. By the way, I think it's hilarious that we all have NBA players.
0: I was going to say the same thing. Most face track facial recognition. Cause they don't have like a helmet or anything. Right, right, right. Less um, them.
1: but, but it, it's, to me, it's Kyrie Irving and it's for the wrong reasons, man. Like, it's like none of it is ever about basketball. <laughs> like, like it's never about basketball. It's every, it's every other thing that, that Kyrie Irving does. And it's not just his stances on things. It's like his demeanor, how he acts, how he moves, how he his dresses, Instagram, post. his Instagram, like it's, Everything like Kyrie can't do anything. He literally, and I hate to use this phrase, but unless he just shuts up and dribbles, Kyrie Irving will be will be criticized and ridiculed. And some of it may be deserving, but like I I just think that that is the most like that. I haven't heard one one positive thing being talked about about Kyrie Irving. This and year. ironically, one.
0: the same people who are telling him to shut up and dribble are now like,
1: no, Kyrie, we. Hey, you might have some you might have some good takes on that vaccine. You know what? what? Why don't you speak a little bit more, Kai? Hey, hey man. But for what it's worth, Kai is looking to, I love calling him Kai, by the way. I think it's so funny. But Kai is, is making his is gonna make his return. Still can't play in any Nets home games. So I think that's wild that you can't play at home. That you will only play on the road. And like in the playoffs, Game like seven
2: like, of the final. Whoa! Sure. And you yeah. can't
1: play? No, you think come on, come on, man. We know that these sports leagues got pulled. Ky- Kyrie will be, if they make it, if, if, or when they go to the playoffs or DK. They minute, got
2: Bradley Beal to get vaccinated. DC did a mandate, not Bradley Beal's vaccinated. No, no, I'm
1: talking about the other, I'm talking about the other way, partner. They, they, they will bend rules to put Kyrie Irving on the floor. Uh, we, we, we will, we'll see I that. Um, all right. This next one, it's going to be the Try Again Next Year Award. I'm going to read Kyles again because Kyles is really good. Um, Kyle said LeBron James for try again next year. The Lakers were the 17 in this past postseason and got bounced in the first round of the playoffs for the first time in his career. He then scraped together the entire roster, built this quote-unquote super team of old heads, and yet are currently 16 and 18 and 90 even in a playoff spot. Try again next year, LeBron, dot, 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 or the year after. So, yeah, no, no, that's that's a good one because, like, if you're the Lakers, is its it is – it, Mentally pack it up and pack it in time. Like, hey man, it's not this year. Get whatever we can out of this season, and we're gonna try to get next year.
2: They're like one of the oldest teams in the league, so I doubt it. LeBron won his fourth trip, one with LA, and then he decided he had a rough year last year with injuries, and he decided my priority isn't winning a title; it's playing with my friends. I, that, that's my theory. So he got mellow, he got Russ, and he's just having—he's just playing basketball. With people he likes, and I think he'll get sick of that, but. Well, it may be too late to do
0: anything. You're not, Russell Westbrook is not heading out the door easily. You are taking an L if you want to get Russell Westbrook off your team, Uh, unless you're Tommy Shepard, who did a great job trading Russell Westbrook off his team. And Daryl Morey. uh, Daryl Morey, what did they get? They ended up getting Chris Paul.
1: Well, no, no, that was the other way around. around. Chris Paul got Russell Westbrook to get Chris Paul off the contract.
2: And then they they got traded to the Wizards. Yeah, he went to the Wizards. For John Wall. Right. Who? Yeah, there's the L. There's the L you're talking about. No, but Mori didn't do the Wall Street. He only did the Westbrook. So, my try
0: again next year, it's going to be the NBA COVID protocols. We, you know, a lot of leeway was deserved over the last two years with the way that they kind of um, handled the bubble playoffs and then the regular season and playoffs last year with COVID protocols. And I don't know if it's just because of the. I'm not a scientist. I really don't want to delve into the science at all. At all. But I don't know if because of the virality of the Omicron variant that, like, there now are way more... Pl- I think it was, like, I think ah, it's 541, 561 like that, players yeah. have, have played in an NBA game, which is an all-time record. And it's just, like, I don't... Like, why are you... It's, like, the the gif of, like, Kevin from The Office, like, fumbling the chili all over and, like, just yeah. dropping it. That's what it feels like the N- N- NBA did. With these COVID protocols, because they're changing them again midseason to to try and the alleviate The NFL some too, of,
1: like the NFL doesn't get off the same same protocols. Right? The NFL, don't we know? don't
0: have enough time to talk about what, <laughs> what, what, what went down with the Eagles game, and that, that we really don't have enough time. But yeah, I'm going to go with the NBA COVID protocols.
1: That that's funny. My um my try again next year. My try again next year is Urban Meyer, and it's not in the NFL. Honestly, don't try again. No, no, no it's, he it's, shouldn't it's, try
2: again next year.
1: <laughs> it's, it's Urban Meyer. It's it's pack it up. It's pack it in and, and, and go go do some deep reflecting.
2: Party with some co-eds. Yeah, yeah. go, 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 Dude, he's go.
1: He's about to be
0: in a sea of co-eds. He's not coming back. Go,
1: go search within yourself and, and, and try to get in a different place, in a different in a different area, just not in the NFL. That, that was my point, is try it again in a different space. College, high school, peewee. Like Just try it in a different space, just not the NFL, man. Yep. But I can share the disdain for Urban Meyer. I really can. It's not At this point, I don't, there's not much, like, crazy likable about the guy.
2: But, Matt, you're trying again next year. I'm sorry, James, but it's Chris Paul. And I don't have hate for Chris Paul. <laughs> but... Just you, James. <laughs> 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 no, no, it's just he, his whole career he was spent kind of suffering on teams that didn't have a shot. Um, even the Clippers, they didn't really have a shot because the Warriors cropped up. And he went to the Rockets and then they missed 27 threes. Thanks. And then he went to OKC and I was like, okay, it's a chance to win a title's over. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Phoenix and you were very upset he went to Phoenix. I was very upset he went to Phoenix. Because he didn't think. I hate all those words, but go ahead. And uh he actually for the first time in his career made an NBA Finals, went up 2-0, and then got Giannis. <laughs> and so got freaked. He good <laughs> he so he after Fifteen years of climbing, trying to win the title. He got two games away, and now he's got to try again this year.
1: So, oh, okay. So this is the this is the next year that he's trying. This coming this coming the May One dream. we're in. Yeah. Oh, 2022. Okay. I thought so. This whole time, I thought you were packing up and packing him in already. No, That's no, no, why no, no, I was no. getting mad. No,
2: last year he didn't do it. So try again. Got next you. Year, got you. Okay. NBA okay. Finals.
1: I fine. okay. I'm I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I'm very much okay with that because we are gonna try again. We're going back to the fight. He
0: really didn't have an option. He was under contract, so <laughs> he had to try again.
1: 40Ms 40ms. Yeah, 40Ms on that thing, too. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on very quickly. I love this award. This award's funny to me. I'm calling this the Go Ahead Award because there are a lot of people who, who had some really pleasant surprises in sports this year. So your most pleasant surprise this year in sports. Go ahead.
2: Matt, who you going with? Group of five team finally made the college football playoff. Go ahead, hey! Group of Five. Go you, ahead. You, UCF. Paid their dues for Cincinnati to prosper. Absolutely. And Cincinnati rightfully is in the top four. And Cincinnati will pay their dues for someone to win come down the line because
1: they will get their doors blown off by Alabama. Oh, oh. I, I, mean, mean, blown oh. I mean, blown off. <laughs> I mean, I mean, decimated. Right? And, and they're doing the right things. You got to get all the extra stuff in there too, like Kobe Bryant. For Cincinnati, is changing his number to number eight. That's the stuff you got to do. Make this, make this as memorable as possible. Make, put as many good moments in this as possible. Because when that whistle blows, <laughs> when stop. kickoff happened, all fun stops. I'm telling you, all fun stops. Yeah, I could probably for be, Cincinnati.
0: I, I could probably can, be convinced. Doors going off. Jake, busy. go ahead. So I'm going to say, uh, got to give a pat on the back. So far, at least outwardly. No NBA superstars in precarious situations have tried to use their muscle to kind of get out of situations. Hey, right. Beal, ahead. Dane. Luca. You could say Luca or KP. Mm-hmm. You could say KD or Harden in terms of dealing with the Kyrie Irving stuff. Zach Levine, where people were saying he was selling his house in Chicago. Now mm-hmm. they're really good. And um, I, I think you could include Carl Anthony Towns. That's any year, but Minnesota's starting to turn around. And then here's the one that it hasn't been public, but I think he might be trying to force his way out privately. Zion Williams. Yeah. Williamson, actually? Mm-hmm. Not, not Williams. Not Williams. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him. It's, he, it's a funky situation. It's starting situation. to
2: get a little like
0: like when Ben Simmons was out his whole rookie year because he had a foot injury that took a couple months to come back from, and he didn't want to come. Like, is that what's going on here, or is it actually... Something more serious that, like, oh, no, Zion can't play basketball because he's too big.
1: Right, right. Very concerning. So,
0: either way, kudos to those
1: guys. I was going to (laughs) say, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Mine, yo, it's got to be, and it's late entry for most pleasant surprise in sports. How about the old heads getting 10 days? We talked about all the replacement players in the NBA. Yeah, it might not be the best product on the field, but IT – Joe Johnson. It's
0: weird to see I T and Joe Johnson in the NBA. Yeah, no, no,
1: we can, we can. Old heads back on the court, getting some run. Greg ahead. Monroe, Greg Monroe. just ahead.
0: okay. Those three names you just named. We're like a Monte Ellis away from summoning uh, Jamal Crawford back into the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Like this I, is like. That's my next
1: point. Is I don't know how Jamal, how all these guys make this. Listen, Jamal I don't Crawford. think Jamal can play
0: at an NBA level.
1: Anymore. Oh, I think, and Greg Monroe can step on the court. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Crawford can step on the court. Can
0: be like a Udonis Haslam. Oh, <laughs> he's going to go there. Yeah, I think His be very last pass.
1: game, he dropped 50. I mean,
0: His very last three, game. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's freaking Jamal Crawford. He's not going to come in and make a difference on a ah! defender. Ah! <laughs> I just, I, I'm fine saying that. Don't ever Udonis
1: Haslam him again. He's Udonis ah! at this point. He's worse. He's not on a roster. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! God. Kyle's is uh, Phil Mickelson winning a major in in 2021. That's That's actually go ahead, man. Go ahead, lefty. Won a PGA Championship at 50 this year. Became the oldest player ever to win a major. I mean, just got to got to give props to you know a goat in golf. Which Kyle was here to elaborate on that a little more. But absolutely, go ahead. All right, last one. Then we're gonna wrap up the show. Your bold sports take for 2022. So next year, when next year rolls around, what do you think is going to shake up the, the sports landscape, Jake? You go ahead.
0: This is this is a good one here because I'm starting to actually believe it. Uh, ben Simmons will be wearing the green and white.
1: Why for the, Boston? Why the Celtics? That's a that's a that's a one that I've never heard.
0: I think they're closing in on blowing up the whole Tatum and Brown thing. You
1: want? Uh, see, guys, here, here's here's I've known Jake for a very long time, and. Jake's predictions come from an inward desire. A lot of times, he wants Jalen Brown. There is the inward
2: desire that we've that we've we've found.
0: Here's here's what I'll say. After the game, uh, they had a rough loss. I think it was to Minnesota. we were missing
2: all five of their starters.
0: So, uh, right, exactly terrible loss. And Al Horford said something to the effect of, "You know, we really just got to dig down and look in the mirror." And, and Jaylen, yeah, and Jalen Brown like was like. Poof.
1: Like look he said look in the mirror. Yeah, look in no the comment. mirror. Yeah, you're no comment. You look
0: in the mirror. Yeah, you have the game of a custodian. Yeah, basically like, ba- that's
1: basically what he said. So and
0: and then also at the end of games, I don't really think that him and Tatum work because they both need the same ball. player, yeah. They both have very similar strengths. Um and like if you're gonna leave Brown on the ball because Tatum's a better pickup, like knockdown shooter, then you're probably losing out by not having Tatum on like I think I'd r i would might rather have the t- Tatum
2: on the ball. So it's so obvious on Christmas. It's just ISO miss, ISO miss. ISO they miss they need a distributor. The only
1: time they win is when one of them goes for like 40. Exactly. Or 50, yeah. And sometimes they don't, and they'll
0: do that. And they need, I, I just think a def, a wing defender who is also primarily a distributor is exactly what they need. And that's exactly what Ben Simmons fits. Now, the whole Simmons and Horford fits a little weird, but I guess Al might be stretchy enough to make it work. So that, 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 I mean, that's you my ben bold. Simmons,
1: we can get Al Horford. We can get you want to talk all about hatred,
0: here. by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Let him put on a Celtics uniform. You oh, will see glorious. You will see a new level of
2: hatred My in Philadelphia.
1: God. He can't. He can't run out on the court. He has no Matt, choice. bold sports take for 22. LeBron
2: leaves the Lakers in the offseason. Okay, that's
1: actually worse than mine. That's actually that's crazier than mine. Uniform. I saw a no
2: clip way. of him making three great passes to wide open Lakers in about a 10-second span, and they all bricked. No, no they,
1: they were they, like not, not just misses, man. Yeah. Like I could hear these bricks.
2: And I think LeBron's like, oh, no, what did I do? And I think he's gonna leave. He's gonna. He's like, "Oops, sorry, Lakers. You gotta <laughs> t- Like I gave you a title, so you can't get mad at me. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go. I might go to Cleveland. They look fun. No, no.
1: <laughs> could you imagine? That would be the crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: And here, here's here's why I,
1: I I can't see that happening. One, LeBron's got everything set up in L. A. His kids in in a school out there. He's got all his his. He could uh, go
2: full heel and go to the Clippers. His his media, He eye. could.
1: He could. But his his media <laughs> company is out there. Um, you know, he's got his life set up. This Lakers team probably will look different. I'm not leaving. Guess who's leaving? You're leaving and you're leaving and you're leaving. And do do you guys remember in 2018, what he did to the Cleveland Cavaliers roster twice in one season? Yeah.
0: And just to set before that, to set them up for a championship, he said, Oh, Andrew, welcome. Welcome to the congratulations on being picked. Number one, overall Kevin Love away you go. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Love. (laughs) Hey, to Minnesota you go. Don't
1: even put the hat on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> don't even put the hat on. But uh, He completely overhauled the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and they got a new team midseason. Then went to the Lakers, had a bad roster. They said, hey, young Bulls, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Kuz, go ahead and move. Have as much fun as y'all want to have for one year. And what are do you doing offseason? Everybody out, new people in, we win a title. So he, he's going through, yes, you're right, Matt, oops, yeah, it's the bad. Either oops, or I wanted to play with my friends. But I think it's more oops, and I thought my friends could do it. And next year, it's no friends in the industry. That's what it is. Like, Melo, bye. Russ, bye. AD, yeah. you better come in phenomenal this offseason. Or, or bye. bye.
0: Like that, that's that's Here, what it will be. Here's the crown jewel, pun intended, to the take. He goes from Los Angeles down a little bit south, I think. To Sacramento. That's north. Words. words. North to Sacramento.
1: <laughs> South of In Mexico. which
0: he will then be King James on the Kings. It's written in the stars, Matt. Words. Thank you for thank you for piecing together just this tremendous take.
1: My bold sports take for 2022. I don't even know how bold it is. I just really see it happening at some point next year. Baker Mayfield will not be the starter for the Cleveland. Oh, Rams. for sure. Like For sure. No, he stinks. <laughs> Uh, that might he's be a not, little harsh but no, he's not he's not he's not No it's not a foregone conclusion that he's not going to start. He's not going to get some crazy contract on my side to to some small. But I think sooner than later, he might not even start the season as the starter of the Cleveland Browns. Like like that's I think they're moving on from Baker Mayfield. It is my is my prediction.
0: Yeah, I I just he doesn't fall into the list of guys who can win the Super Bowl and for that reason,
1: backwards hack kind on of a guy. I'm out. For that reason you're
2: you're you're out. To be, fair, the Browns, <laughs> to be fair, the can Browns. To be fair, the fit into sharks? the mold of a team that could ever win a Super Bowl. So. That's uh, yeah, what? right, right. Oh yeah, you don't think uh, you don't think a, a,
1: a running first team with no premier wide receivers can win a Super Not Bowl? Not if they're
2: named the Cleveland Browns. No,
1: that was sarcastic because no, because <laughs> the team can't win a Super Bowl like that. We're gonna move to Kyle's really quick. His is Aaron Rodgers will win the Super Bowl, and both him and Devonte Adams. We'll stay in Green Bay. Mm. That is a bold one.
0: That's bold because that's not happening. There's,
1: there's, last day. You can't put Michael Jordan and Scotty on your Instagram story instead.
0: And stay. You got yeah. to
1: answer the question of why. He's been
0: complaining that. all season he, in terms of Rodgers. He better not stay. Or I don't want to hear another piece <laughs> about <laughs> Green don't Bay.
2: Don't complain ever again. a
0: bag front office.
1: Ever, ever again. All right. We're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. I'm going to forego at the buzzer just for the sake of time. This is what we will, This is what I'll say for everybody. I'll do one big at the buzzer. Um, like stuff can really change in a year. And a year ago, us three, who by the way have been have been down from Straight Facts from the beginning, a year ago, December of twenty twenty or January of twenty twenty one, we were doing this over Zoom and. Like there, there was, we were just trying to do the best that we could of continuing to get good content out to people, but it was hard, man. We we're in the middle of a pandemic struggling, not knowing how we we're no going to get person, no sports. Like it was, we were running on fumes here, people. And for the 15 people that stuck with us every episode, you knew it. And we love those people.
2: Shout, out Alex. Shout, Shout out Alex. Shout out Alex.
1: Yes, sir. Shout out Alex. And then here we are, December of 2021, about to go to January of 2022. We're in a beautiful studio that we all can get to. We have a sponsorship and a backing from up on game network and LeVar Harrington, Plexco Burst, and TJ a Shout out to them. This podcast is moving in a great direction. Like I couldn't be one prouder of the job that us three and Kyle have done with this podcast. Can't be more appreciative to Lavar and company for recognizing the greatness, but man, just like, Guys, like, like, stay down, stay working, because you don't know, like, like tomorrow it could change. And before all these changes happen, if you would have asked me the day before if it's going to happen, I would have told you straight up to your face, no. Because I had no idea the next day it was all going to change, but we all just kept working at it. And man.
0: thank you also. Obviously, we put in a lot of work, but it wouldn't be possible without the listeners and the viewers and the people who are First consuming foremost, our content as well. So, a, a, a very strong, heartfelt thank you to those people. And well.
1: we're only going to turn it up a little bit more in 2022. So, as the great Lil Wayne says, I ain't bleep without you. But that's all the episode or all the time we have for this episode of this podcast. The last one of the year, man. It was a great one. Shout out again to Up on Game Network for the sponsorship. We'll see you guys very soon. But for our guy, Kyle Sirik. In health and safety protocols, we look to activate him back up into the new year. But I'm James Jackson. It's been Jake Galley. That's that, Matt Robinson. These have been the facts. Straight up.